A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a teen. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. This bottle opener sucks. Yeah, I told you ahead of time. I warned you. I warned you. I missed my bottle opener. Yeah. Have you checked your butthole? Skid up, butt up. <sighs> Fuck you in that song. Ah. <laughs> uh, except. We didn't really set it up right. You didn't actually say, I lost, Yeah. or have you seen my bottle opener? And I'm not gonna. Yeah. That's okay. That's my shameless plug for Tom Cardi, everybody. He's fucking hilarious. Hello, everyone. This is Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 16, Epiphany. Yeah. Well, um, that is a correct thing yes. that you said. Yes. It is one correct. It one, is. I have, I have achieved a correct today. It is true that <laughs> we are. Yes. Yes. Do. Thank you. Oodle yes. do. Yes. Fuck. Ah. Oodle do. Do. Duh. Doodle. Doodle do. Fuck a do. You're really struggling over there. Fuck a doodle do. <laughs> I'm really struggling over here. Don't mind me. I'm having a stroke. Apparently. Hmm. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, everything's fine. Everything's just fine. <laughs> so today on Able with Angel, uh, we're drinking some mainstream garbage. It's called <laughs> Cider Boys, uh, Palm and Cherry. And we've got our, our famous standby of Jameson and ginger beer, but it's not the good ginger beer. We are slumming it. Yeah. Thoroughly slumming it today. Uh, I tried to find some Kung Fu Girl Riesling, like somebody posted and recommended... But I have to drive relatively out of the way to get it, and also my car took a shit today. Congratulations. We both have current shit cars. Yeah. It's funny, because we both went from having cars wildly outside of our pay grade <laughs> um, to still having cars wildly outside of our pay grade that we can't afford to fix. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where <laughs> well, the joke is, anyway. I can definitely afford to fix it. Yeah. Mine just, you know, has a computer problem that... Almost doesn't matter how much it costs. It will always cost more than the car is worth. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Error, error, must, murder, murder, death, kill, wreck. Not that kind of malfunction. Well, that's unfortunate. Because um, that would have been far more interesting. Yes, but also, I don't think cars can think quite like that yet. I mean... Yet. They could in, like, the 50s <laughs> and the 70s. I can think of, like, eight shows just off the top of my head where cars and robots and shit in, like, outer space. Oh, yeah. like Okay, okay literally two shows. <laughs> Lost in Space and that other one with um, the guy from Baywatch. <laughs> Knight Rider? Yeah, yeah, Knight Rider. Thank you. <laughs> Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Anyway, 
Are you are you supposed to fucking doodle do or am I supposed to fucking doodle do? I don't know. We didn't we failed to discuss it before we hit record. Oh, that's unfortunate. Whoever can get to it first. It's a race. It's a race. It's a doodle do race. It's a race <laughs> to the doodle do's. Fuck. Patreon.com. I probably win because I don't have to log in. Oh, you beat me by like a dick hair. So our our list of executive doodle doos are as follows: Kristen Dulcinea, Rachel Doodle Doo, D. Scharinghausen, Club E. Seal. I still love that. <laughs> Mister Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina. Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, <laughs> Lee Rye <Yeah>. Breadcrumbs. <laughs> I love that. I, I was scrolling over to get the full name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love that. Lee Rye Breadcrumbs. Yeah, you know, like Leroy Jenkins. Exactly. But, I mean, cool. Exactly. Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, bad at changing their name heaps. Still living up to it. Yep. Andy Burgess. Kfro Carl <laughs> Gnome. <laughs> oh my god, these are getting good. Yeah. Father Trans Trans Window Yeetage. Correct. <laughs> Methuen Deburr, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you all so much. First for the, the humorous name changes. I greatly appreciate that, and thank you also again, as always, because without you, this show literally is not possible. Yeah, good job, everybody. Oh, you, man. You're not supposed to entertain us. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> also, I didn't say stop. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, don't. Don't. <laughs> no. Don't stop. I'm sorry. Don't. I'm sorry. The, the Leroy Jenkins reference wins it today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Father DeFinistrato, very close second. Yes. Um, yes. Whatever. Uh, something about Yeetage. Trans, trans window yeetage. trans window ye oh yeah that is really good yeah if anybody recalls father defenestrato is the one that wrote a review about us in the form of a beer review a beer tasting yes, review yes, yes it was genius genius so no voicemails no new reviews the only real big thing of note is hey if you are not hanging out at all on our facebook group you were missing out because several of our fans have posted some merch of theirs that they got. Oh, yeah. That is like, you know, so you can actually see some pictures of our merch on people. You and can, not in just fact. like, you know, models and shit. That is correct. Uh, but yeah, they look great. And don't forget, if you want to get a free sticker or be part of the next zip up hoodie giveaway yeah all you have to do is review us on itunes and uh you're automatically involved in that thing yep so do that yep and hey if you've already reviewed us and haven't gotten a hold of us to get a sticker you still can get a sticker there there is no statute of limitations on that that's exactly i was trying to think of exactly <laughs> that as well um but also if you have reviewed us and you want to get a chance at getting that hoodie Get other people to review us. Correct. Because we need more reviews before we get to that threshold to actually give give away that hoodie. But uh, if you have previously given us a review, you're still in the running for the hoodie. Yeah, nobody's disqualified except people who've already won. Yes. So, yeah, there it is. Do it. Do it. So I think it's, I think it's that time, Josh. 
It probably is. I, I think it's time for that mom synopsis. I'll take your word for it. Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? Nothing! God! I'm not a little kid anymore! Mind your own business! A mother knows when a child is up to no good, Joshua. I've got an eye in the back of my head! Really? <laughs> Let me see. Well, not literally, Joshua. Jeez, you're so gullible. Why would you think that? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God, you really do? It's really there? Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, shit, it's blinking and making squinching noises at me. Oh, it's fine, Joshua. I didn't want you to worry. I met some gothic fellow in an alleyway and he was so nice to me and had some weird kink about the back of heads, but then he never called. Well, it's okay. You're going to be okay, mom. I hope you've got some ionized table salts. It'll clear that right up. Ionized? Yeah? I hate you, Joshua. Because today on Angel, we pick up right where we left off last week with Angel waking up after some nasty hate sex with his old ex, Darla. Do you remember Darla? Darla? Darla! 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 <laughs> well, guess what? He didn't lose his soul after sex, and that's the biggest insult to Darla's ego that could have possibly happened. Also, Lindsay's pretty jelly. Angel remembers at the last second that Kate is probably dying or dead due to suicide, so he runs and saves her life real quick with some cold water. Crisis averted, but she still hates him and asks him to leave immediately. Lauren congratulates Angel on his newfound sense of clarity over Darla, and then tips him off that some shit is about to go down with Wesley, Cordelia, and Gunn. Sure enough, after saving Wesley from a demon attack and reuniting with Gunn, they discover Cordelia is missing. They track her down and save her, although Angel is rather the worse for wear after an encounter with a super jealous Lindsay. Darla leaves Lindsay's apartment. Kate and Angel have a cathartic conversation about faith and goodosity. Angel apologizes to the gang, and to prove he means it, they are now his boss. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. Cold open. We open on, like you said, the end of the previous episode where Angel wakes up after getting it on with Darla. It's raining outside. What? That's like X-rated. You can't talk about that. Why you got to take it to the sexy place, Rex? You talk about fucking doodle-doos all the time. Oh, well, I thought ever. Oh, never mind. <laughs> that's that's irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> It's me trying to make an elephant noise. Fun fact. Did you know that elephants have three times the smell receptors of dogs? I really thought you were going to say something about having three eyes, and I was no. going to be really upset. No, but they have three times the s smell receptors than dogs. I'm not surprised. They're also gigantic and have really long noses. Right, but they have they have the apparently the strongest mammalian sense of smell in the animal kingdom. I did not... 100% officially know that. But like I said, I'm not surprised. Cool factoid, bro. Yeah, I don't remember why I looked it up the other day. But <laughs> uh, we were talking about stuff and I ended up looking it up. And I found that fascinating because it is simultaneously surprising and obvious. And irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. 
That's a perfect segue. Yes. Uh, so Angel wakes up during a thunderstorm, needing to take a very big poop. <laughs> he is, however, unable to pass this um, poop, we shall call it. Darla is mostly unhelpful in the matters of vampiric constipation. I'm not surprised. She looks like she's never had diarrhea once in her life. <laughs> also, my God, could you be any creepier, Darla? She's all like, just let it happen, Angel. Just let it happen. Like, really? Really? Did we need any more rapey vibes? I mean, just let it happen. That That's kind of good advice if you're, like, dealing with some blockage in there and you just kind of got to relax. Yeah, just... Just let it go. Take this X-lax. <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah. That You know what? That is just good advice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I retract my point. It might be painful, <laughs> but you just kind of got to You got to relax. It's going to hurt more if you don't relax. You know, he's a big boy. He can handle it. And if he blows an O-ring, it'll grow right back. <laughs> Please don't spit all, all over everything. <coughs> that was near. That was a close one. Oh, man. It's been a while since I've did that. Whoo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Happy for you, buddy. Opening credits. Hey, Rex. Hey, what? I have a present for you. Oh, God. What? It's... Okay, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> you knew this was coming. decide if it's better <laughs> or worse that it's not actually cats oh. it's actually like just hum- a human voice going meow oh it's it's both it's com- oh, is it? it's combination the uh instrumentation is partially real cat noises and the main melody is jj treadway um uh, how, how much that cost you singing meow uh i actually haven't paid for it yet so let's see how long we can go <laughs> Without paying our <laughs> our already very underpaid artists. Just so you know, patron supporters, that's what your money is going for. No, I'm going to give them 30 bucks. <laughs> I'll remember before this episode releases. It'll be fine. Um, fun fact, I always laugh that hard, even when I'm just listening to it alone. <laughs> it's that fucking funny to me. Every time. You know... People have often told me that I don't have much of a sense of humor, but I think maybe you have too much of a sense of humor. <laughs> no, I concur with everybody else. You ha- you don't have enough. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, cut after back- the opening credits. Cut back to the balcony of evil. Yes, the balcony of evil. But beyond the <laughs> nice little garden path. Angel tells Darla that uh, she saved him. 
and he apologizes for not being able to save her, and she's all angry because he's still got a soul. Did you see the framing of this? As soon as they come back, he's on his hands and knees. All we can see is his face and torso. Totally looks like he's taken it in the butt from Darla. I, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, well, sorry I brought it up. Sorry, not sorry. Not that, I'm, I'm not shaming anybody. Not trying to be extra lewd, but, uh, you know. Questionable framing. Also poop. Yeah. Could have just been uh, him taking a doggy style poop. I mean, we did have a whole bit about constipation and the runs. and Yeah. That makes sense. That's right. So yeah, Darla's all like, hey, soul boy, did you lose something? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Have you checked your bottle? up <laughs> bottle. It's filled with his soul. Christ. Here, drink some blood. Pull up your panties. You'll be fine. He's like, no, I have to poop. Oh, never mind. It was just gas. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No. So anyway, she's she's <laughs> angry that he still has a soul. And then we go into this really shitty joke about like, she's like, oh, what? Was I not good enough? Mm-hmm. She's all, damn, that was good sex. This is the kind of sex that'll knock the soul right out of your pooper. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. It was such good poop sex that you saved me. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he, and those he are words it. Darla doesn't like. No, no. Darla no likey. She's going on about how perfect the sex was, which and they, she, they made it a point to mention three times that and, they had sex three times. And also that she... Oh, right. <laughs> well, somebody finished three times anyway. Who was it? Who knows? But also they made sure to mention that she used to be a professional. Yes. I mean... Which we knew that. One's a professional, always a professional. Yeah. I mean, not to say that she's still actively a prostitute so moving along anyway yeah she's like oh honey oh baby child you don't have to apologize to me for pooping out that soul he's like no 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 but i'm i'm actually sorry and she's like fucking shit you piece of shit you absolute total piece of goddamn shit no one without a soul ever apologizes god damn it i wasn't good enough for you get your pants off right now i will suck the soul right out of your cock <laughs> he's like nah i'm good <laughs> we're done here yeah you saved me though thanks for that um but i'm just gonna leave it nice and ambiguous exactly how and what i mean by that um but you know failing to save you saved me so fuck off nobody likes you anymore except maybe uh Lindsay. and nobody really likes him so yeah whatever not even him yeah De especially <laughs> especially Lindsay. but yeah he he's like you know what we're done here and then he remembers oh right Kate was killing herself last night. Ooh, we should probably check on that. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably go look in on that. Just and, a tot. And he goes to leave and she chases after him. And basically he's just like, you know what? No, we're done. If I see you again, I'm going to kill you. Bye-bye. Yeah, she tries to stake him and he's like, oh, honey, I'm done with foreplay. Yeah. Well, I think we're way past that. <laughs> um, but no, really, get the fuck out. Money's on the dresser. So. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh man, oh man. I So he lets her live. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Did he get some good fucking closure? That must be the closure of the fucking century. Shit, maybe of the fucking millennia. I mean, I feel like I just took a 50-pound dump on Angel's behalf. Being able to get over an ex <laughs> that you were with for how fucking long were they together? Hundreds of years. 50 years? A hundred? No, he's only like 250 years old. Okay, like 100 years. But I, I want to say 150 years, and then he spent the other 100 years 
feeling bad about everything. And he's finally got that fucking closure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's about how long it would take. <laughs> Considering how long it takes me. <laughs> um, Like three times as long as an actual relationship, which completely goes against the rule of one month per year. Well, yeah. It also greatly depends on relationships and how they fucking progress. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, just imagine being in that ragged-ass slump for a hundred fucking years, and then you finally hook up with them again, and you're like, you know what? This was fucking nuts. I'm done. So done with this shit. It's funny, because this has to be based on reality. I've had experiences like this, obviously, on a much smaller scale. (laughs) You're not 250 years old. Yes, exactly. No, it is good closure, and I am... I have things to say about that later. Neat. Cut to Kate's house. Yeah, where uh, Angel kicks in the door and uh, he sees Kate laying on the floor unconscious. Mm-hmm. Phone yep. off the hook. Pills laying everywhere. Yep. And then he picks her up and uh, takes her to the shower to wake her up. And can I just say, dear everyone, do not actually do this. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't seem like a good idea at all. First off, if someone... ODs on like sleeping pills or pain pills or something, this will not wake them up. No. Second off, you're basically carrying an unconscious person into the shower where it's very slippery and hard to hold them. Mm-hmm. And they're unconscious and dead weight, and you're probably going to drop them and crack their fucking head open. Also, if they get water in their mouth or nose, yeah. it's going to fucking suffocate them. Yeah. And on top of that, it takes it takes time to like get the shower on and shit. Like that's time that you should be like calling an ambulance. Exactly. Yeah, getting instructions from nine one one. Maybe, maybe inducing vomiting. I was just about to say the exact same thing. But that greatly fucking depends on the circumstance. Greatly. Really, what you need to do is just wait for the fucking paramedics to get there and do a stomach pump or. Whatever it is that reverses ODs. Yeah, I can't fucking remember. But yeah, and put them in the, what's I think it's called the recovery position, where you're laying them on their side so that if they vomit, they don't aspirate. But hey, don't take our word for it. Maybe do some research. Well, yeah. We're just a couple of assholes on a podcast. I mean, I have been trained in that. Point being, um, yeah, definitely don't take somebody into the shower. And uh, this was really shitty and half-assed and unrealistic but whatever well it it kind of goes in long along with the trend of certain things that are just always shown to happen in tv shows and movies yeah but it's like don't fucking do that That's... oh boy some cold water saved your life herbiterbiterbiter yeah. and uh move on so but in this instance because it's written in the script it works yeah absolutely i really thought that she must be dead because he made it through the door just fine Haha, that comes up later. Yep. So now she looks fine. She looks like she just got out of the shower and is fresh as a fucking daisy. Money's on the dresser. Now get the (laughs) fuck out. Yeah, how's that make you feel, Angel, huh? 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 Well, aside from being slightly sad that he's, like, been an asshole, he seems to be in quite the good mood, so I don't think it bothers him much. And at least he actually saved her. You know, that's really what what actually matters here. Sure, she's upset with him. Eh, what are you going to do? He also, you know, should have gone there a lot fucking earlier. Yeah. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to 
enough on the guy that killed Tina, and I will look him in the eye. Then what? Cut to Darla's apartment. No, Lindsay's apartment. Uh, an apartment with Darla in it. Yes. Yeah. No, she's moping in the shadows as Lindsay returns home. Yeah, he tells her that the official order from Wolferman Hart is to stay on site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he chides her for not informing him of what she was going to do. She's all sad and, well, dejected. She's very dejected. Yeah. It, don't you feel like Lindsay's being a little overbearing mm-hmm. here? I can't wait for her to just snap his fucking neck, frankly. I fucking wish. He's all, why haven't you answered the phone? Get away from the window. It's not safe. Did you do the dishes? Did you clean your room? Did you find a job yet, you lazy bitch? I put a roof over your head. He is playing very strongly into the stereotype of the jealous boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And like, he's not her boyfriend. Yeah. They're not in a relationship. He doesn't get it. And it's gross. Like, Ew. It's pretty fucking gross. But yeah, uh, turns out she has the ring, the like interdimensional travel ring. He notices, and he's like, what the fuck is that? Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> Darla starts chewing faster and growling. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay snatches it from her snarling, droopy fucking jowls and scolds her. Bad Darla. Bad Darla. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently... <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man right. some of the images you put in my fucking head man yeah um dog <laughs> dog analogy over you may move on yeah anyway uh darla's like oh what what the fuck do you care about this ring it doesn't do anything it doesn't work anymore and she Lindsay's, apparently got it as payment yeah and Lindsay's like, well, for fuck's sake, of course it doesn't work. We disenchanted the goddamn thing because we thought Angel had it. You're welcome. And then uh, he really wants details. He's like, what the fuck are you doing with Angel? Give me details. She's like, do you want details? He's like, yeah, I fucking want details. Gross, vivid, savory, gooey details. <laughs> Moist, pulsating, gyrating, chicken fucking details. <laughs> fuck a doodle do, Darla. <laughs> I don't think that's the line. Fuck a doodle do, Darla. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> I broke Rex. <laughs> I don't think we're even a half hour in. No, hey, like twenty nine thirty. We're exactly half hour. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's move <laughs> can on. only get better from here. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Cut to Caritas. Woo! After hours. Damn right. Lauren's wearing his uh, swanky robe. Yeah. His nighttime lounge lizard gear, if you will. Oh, quote of the quote of the day, right out of the gate here. There's a lot in this scene that's quotable, but oh, yes. uh, right out of the gate, Lauren runs over to to hit the door buzzer to open the door and, and he's like oh keep your pants on and then angel walks in and he looks at angel and goes well i see we're a little late with that advice oh it's like oh cool lauren can look at him and know that he got laid recently <laughs> yeah he didn't even sing all he had to do was look into his eyes i don't even think he used his powers 
Oh, I do want to mention the... I bet he could just smell it on him. I mean, that's very possible. He probably still had sex dick. <laughs> Too graphic? <laughs> no, I just... I want to point out David Boreanaz's acting. The whole revelation the character has gone through just in the in this episode, you see it on his face, plain as fucking day. Like, it's... In the way he carries himself, in the expression in his eyes, it is so fucking great, subtle physical acting yeah. in, in in what he's doing here. And I just, I fucking love it. Yeah, he's definitely coming out of the woods. Yeah. They're finally pulling his shit together. I feel like he is very accurately portraying the writer's wishes Oh, yeah. And we're finally making some fucking progress. Well, and in this scene, Angel's explaining things to Lauren and whatnot. They're talking about the epiphany and all that. Mm -hmm. But Angel has kind of a moment where he gets a little bit pissy about, you know, the powers that be and not knowing what he's doing right. Another quote from Lauren here, and this isn't really a quote of the day. I just wanted to mention it because, like, for fuck's sake, this is exactly how I feel and have felt for, like, the last five episodes. Right, yeah. Lauren says... Isn't this just the sort of tude that got you where you are now? I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say, I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say, if all you're going to do is switch back to brood mode, we'd rather have you evil. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Because at least Angelus is fucking interesting. Yeah, I think that was a direct quote from... A producer that was like, you guys need to pick up the fucking pace here. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Because Angel has been nothing but boring. The whole fucking, like, brood mode bullshit Mm -hmm. has been nothing but boring. They were killing time for a solid half a season. And yeah, the moment where on on this episode and Angel is acting more like himself, I have a lot more fucking quotes and fun like humorous shit that happened and clever writing and whatnot between the different characters it's nice to get back to the fucking dynamic that you know made it a fun show to begin with exactly like yeah threaten that every now and again but they went a little too far and it was just kind of getting boring a slog it was a slog yeah but luckily lauren has all the right things to say all the time which doesn't get boring somehow correct you already said the main one among other things uh Congratulations on your moment of clarity. Now, time to fucking move on. Greener pastures, etc. Yada. Don't worry about the lawyers. They were fish food one way or another. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> and then, uh, don't you dare switch back to brood mode. I mean, did he ever leave it? But then, uh, yeah, we'd rather see you in some leather pants. I mean, evil. <laughs> evil! So, uh, what is it about evil that makes them wear leather pants? Is it once you're evil, you don't care about chafing? Must be. Do evil people have a superpower of anti-chafe? Buffy's never been evil, and she wears leather pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a Slayer power. Okay. Maybe it's an evil vampire evil vampire power, and she has it from her Slayer abilities. Makes perfect sense to me. Print yeah. it. Print it. That's canonical now. So, yeah. Lauren gets a bit upset because uh, he's like, Angel, you need to stop pumping me for the powers that be info. <laughs> you remember Cordelia and how she could like actually do that and was having visions for you? Yeah, you might want to go save her life if you ever want to have a chance to patch things up with the old gang. Okay, thanks, bye. I mean, 
the one thing I don't buy that Lauren said in this scene, still calling him the host, by the way. Yeah. They actually say it this episode. Yep. Um, Whatever. But the one thing he actually says that I don't 100% agree with is that he is not his link to the powers that be. I'm like, my ass. That's okay. Uh, that's a stretch. I think he's been slightly kind of filling in a little bit, but he's I think he's more or less standing on the grounds of like he's not supposed to be Angel's link to the powers that be. Cordy is what is who is meant to be his link to the powers that be. That is not that is not Lauren's job. He's he's there and he can help, but that is not his job. Good enough, I'll take it. <clears throat> Cut to the street. Oh, before cut to the street, though, Lauren does warn Angel that the rest of the crew is in danger and they might not live through the night. Uh, Yeah, I kind of already covered that, but that's okay. I didn't hear you mention that part. Uh, Yeah, I said you might want to go save her life if you ever want to have a chance to patch things up with the old gang. Oh, yeah. Hmm, That's okay. And we got it twice. Three times, really. Uh, From there, we cut to the Sharps house. Yeah, Cordelia gets dropped off by a taxi. Yep. She doesn't know it yet, but it is, in fact, the abode of a dead rich lady. Um, and her dead rich family. With a demon waiting for her, possibly with a check and an invoice for services rendered. Hold on, though. I can be optimistic. If they're, de- if they're dead, they're not rich anymore. Because you can't take it with you. Oh. Uh, but they can leave it behind. They can leave Somebody's it behind. Somebody's rich now. huh? Sadly, probably not Cordelia. Mm, it's probably all just going to go to the state because all of their heirs were wiped out in the same... Uh, oh, it'll go to, like, some third cousin. Yeah. That lucky bastard. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cordelia walks into the kitchen and finds a full set of dead white people. <laughs> yeah. And then has a vision predicting five seconds into the future <laughs> that a demon will chase her and it will suck. She reacts accordingly. Her line is... That was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck, powers that be? Fuck you, powers to be. Seriously. Maybe give her the vision before she walks into the house and gets trapped. Yeah, but no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but no. So, quick commercial break. Cordy wakes up and is uh, very promptly accused of being the spawn destroyer yes. of this demon's race and is told to bring the other two that are responsible, referring, of course, to Wesley and Gunn. I, I actually really like the name of these demons. The Skilosh. 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 It's like Galosh. Yeah. Yeah. I like Goulosh. Or I was thinking more of like... The boots. Gla- the, yeah, the boots. You're obsessed Gloshes. with boots. I mean, I like boots. I don't, I don't know that I would say I'm obsessed with them. You should remake that shoes video, only it's boots. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, Rex and I saw that for the first time just like yesterday. And, it's and from, if you know, you know. You do, in fact. It's from like fucking 2006. <laughs> Nothing but old internet memes. Yeah. <laughs> Beer with Buffy and old internet memes. So... <laughs> I was hoping for some demon fighting tonight, but I wound up with a delivery job instead. If I come back here on the end of a spatula, I'm expecting some serious workman's comp. I'm just messing with y'all. Um, Cordy puts two and two together that uh, when she sees his third eye in the back of his head... Yeah, it might have something to do with the third eye that was in the, the girl's head, who's now dead. Why didn't they just capture the whole family and and put an eye in 
in each of their heads. Yeah, too. why'd they have to kill them? They could have easily just reinfected the girl. I was thinking for a minute that uh, okay, so they explain this away a little bit later. But I was like, man, how does this work? So if she's the spawn destroyer, that means she killed their baby. But they must be referring to the little girl herself. No, it turns out the little girl and any human is just an incubator. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, they didn't really kill your spawn. They just killed the parasites. But that was the spawn. They yeah. didn't care about the girl. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, fuck these demons. Anyway, they tracked down the wheeled one. Yeah, the wheeled. <laughs> which is Wesley, because they really, really, really need some revenge. Yeah. They must pay. All three of them. Yep. And uh, not with Canadian quarters. No, Nobody no. likes those. You can't use those <laughs> on anything. You might be able to slip it past a gas station cashier if you're lucky. <laughs> so, uh, cut to Wesley's house. Yep, so Wesley's kind of wheeling around his, his apartment. Gleefully. He he's like, very yeah, gleeful. baby, I'm single again. He doesn't seem particularly gleeful. Popping wheelies. I, he really doesn't seem gleeful to me. You know, it's like I that's... think we need to have a conversation about your read on people. It's like... <laughs> my read on people is flawless. <laughs> you remember that movie where Tom Cruise slides in in his underwear and he's dancing? Yes. This scene was exactly like that, only in a wheelchair. It really wasn't. Well, I don't think we were watching the same TV show. <laughs> I sometimes wonder that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so agree to disagree. And uh, <laughs> Wesley hears a noise. And uh, then he wheelies over to his closet to get his shotgun. Yeah, and it, uh, he didn't think this through very well because he can't reach the fucking shotgun or the bullets. <clears throat> and he has to, like, drop them on his head in order to get them. He's reduced to whacking at them with a broomstick like an old paranoid invalid <laughs> from a certain Hitchcock movie and or Simpsons episode that you might all recall. So oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it that took one. took my brain a second. I can't remember what it's called, but that's a thing. Mercy, I think, isn't it? Oh, no, so, no, not, no mercy. not Mercy. No, that's a, um, that's a Stephen King thing. Fuck, yeah. Uh, and also, that's Misery. Misery, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking of. Um, which is funny that I knew what you meant, even though you said the wrong thing. Right. We're like so on the same wavelength. Oh my God. We've spent a lot of time hanging out with each other. That's also true. <laughs> Um, so he gets the shotgun loaded just in yeah. time for Angel to open the door in a panic and demand to be invited in. Kick in the door. Kick in the door. Yeah. Because, you know, I think we decided that the force field has just a little bit of give. Yeah, a little bit of give. And even if it doesn't, the force field is behind the thickness of the door, so you can still get yeah. enough. It's like dead center of the thickness of the door. Sure. So, like, you can infect one side. Like, because he can knock. Right. So, yeah. obviously, he can touch the outside of the door. Yeah. Luckily, that force field isn't just in front of the door jam or he'd be fucked. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Wesley, you have to invite me in right now. And Wesley, the fool of a toque, responds as eloquently as my late <laughs> grandmother. Well, maybe if you'd shown me some interest, you haven't visited in months. And uh, then a demon bursts through the window, and Wesley figures out just how stupid he is not to trust Angel's sense of urgency. Yes. I'm like, what is this, a fucking sitcom? All right, whatever. I mean, a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, I really like 
once Wesley realizes he has to invite Angel in, he's like, yes, no, absolutely. I invite you in. In, I invite you. Of course, yes. <laughs> and so Angel's fighting these demons and asking how to kill them. And Wesley, again, plays the overly calm librarian in a wheelchair card. Uh, well, in fact, there are a number of ways to kill them. And I'm like, well, for fuck's sake, Wesley. Again, with the sensing the urgency. If you call an ambulance and they get there and they say, what happened here? Why is your friend unconscious? You don't fucking respond with, uh, well, you see, back in 1902, there was a great <laughs> drought, and my great-great-grandfather was just coming to America. He was a poor man, but he was a proud man, you see. You just don't. No. The, you are correct. Yeah. yeah. This maybe is, start this is with a time for succinct communication. Maybe start with, oh, they have a history of diabetes. <laughs> Something along the lines. Quick, give them an overly sugary donut. <laughs> yeah, or some insulin. Well, I don't know. Pick it, one. By the looks of it, Wesley could have just said, the way you'd kill anything, because it seems very nonspecific. Mm -hmm. I'd have said, try harder. <laughs> That's funny shit. I mean, his answer is hack it to pieces. And then, you know, so Angel hacks them to pieces and Wesley shoots one. Mm-hmm. And get some some yummy pea soup guts all over himself. I was going to say, speaking of overly sugary donuts, <laughs> they get a little bit of cream filling on them. <laughs> yeah. This would not make a good Little Debbie commercial because there's no reason to say, hey, where's the cream filling? Because they found the cream filling. This one, I think, qualifies a bit more of a custard filling. <laughs> yes. It looks very custardly. <laughs> <laughs> food, glorious food. Oh, God, I want a donut now. Something about custard. Anyway, uh, those are real lyrics, I promise. I'm sure. <laughs> I believe you. So now they're both covered <laughs> in yellow goo. They share a moment of post-combat camaraderie. And it's very short-lived because Wesley realizes, oh, right, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot that I hate you. What the fuck are you doing here? Cut to Lindsay's. Yes, Lindsay's apartment with Darla. Where it's very tense yeah. and very silent. I get the idea that Darla didn't say shit about what happened between her and Angel. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay's not particularly happy about not having any of this information, as if he's privy to it already. For yeah. Fuck's sake. You owe me, because um, I'm giving you a place to stay, and I brought you back from the dead. <laughs> says, fuck it, I'm going to be a cowboy. Yeah. Nothing left to do. He's He's got to put the boots on. Just sitting on the opposite side of the couch as you, not getting my blood sucked, not getting murdered, not getting laid, not... What, what am I getting out of this relationship, Darla? It's time to be a fucking cowboy. <laughs> he rips his tie off and leaves dramatically in a huff with some cowboy boots. Yeah. Like, for reals, that's what happens. So we cut from there to a drive in the car, the vamp mobile, if you will. I will not. We got to call it something. Didn't we have a name for it at one at one time? Uh, the the Batangel mobile or something? Yeah, the, something like that. That, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah. So anyway, in this car ride, things are exceptionally tense and uh a little bit awkward even angel's trying to 
be his charmingly awkward self? Well, he's trying to find an icebreaker towards patching things up with Wesley. And he's like, uh, I uh, bet you're wondering why I'm back, huh? Wesley's like, actually, it hadn't occurred to me. And I'm like, oh, really? You are so coy. Because I'm pretty sure that was the first fucking question out of your mouth as soon as he was done killing a demon to save your life. He was like, so what are you doing here? Right. It's like, you care. And also, it seems like they would have covered that before they got in the car. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. So some more awkward attempts, this time <laughs> trying to relate to his gut wound. Hey, I've also recently had a gut wound. <laughs> it healed much faster than yours because not only am I a vampire, but I was not I was not shot. I was stabbed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I noticed you're gangster. I happen to be something of a gangster myself. <laughs> Pretty much where that conversation yeah. went. No, my favorite part though was Angel goes, "Hey, guess who stabbed me?" A- after a long awkward pause, he goes, "Hey, guess who stabbed me?" Wesley replies, "Darla." Angel's like, "Well, yeah, yeah." Wesley didn't miss a beat. It was great. <laughs> Actually, uh, kind of a funny story. <laughs> like he's Conan fucking O'Brien, but then he gives up. He's like, "All right, just tell me about the fucking Skilosh yeah. demons." Wes gets him all caught up. That these guys birthed themselves from people's heads. They saved the little girl because her mom brought her in to Angel Investigations. And now they're being hunted down for revenge. And Angel is inappropriately impressed that they kept the name Angel Investigations. Like, maybe not the best takeaway from that story, Angel. Eh, he's trying. He is trying. And and it is really fucking nice to see Angel back. Right. To himself and not this fucking dark I'm Batman-esque character he's been the last several episodes. It surprisingly wasn't working for him at all. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was weird. Um, But it's okay. He gets his comeuppance. They definitely, uh, they don't hold back. Everybody's very uh, unforgiving and stiff and emotionally aggressive. Which, you know, I think that's fair, honestly. Absolutely. So, you know, the awkwardness is well-founded. There's nothing so lovely as dreams. Everything's in them. Everything hidden. Open those chambers and you can truly understand someone. And control them. Cut back to Dead Rich Family's house. Yeah, where uh, the Skullish demons kind of, you know, right on the back of the head of Cordy. Right in the back of the head. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. Yep, it's a struggle. Uh, Cordy gets, uh, I guess you could say, skull raped. Yeah. Is that too, um, is that rather harsh verbal imagery? Slightly, but like it's but also, also accurate. not wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry to say it's, yeah. it's kind of accurate. So, cut back to Angel Full Investigations. <laughs> huh? Huh? That's all right. Uh, I've had better myself. So, Wesley's watching traffic again, just like my late grandmother, except the things he's <laughs> noticing are useful. Oh, damn! <laughs> Take that, my dead grandma! <laughs> I am on point today. Take it away, Rex. Wesley lectures uh, Angel on how he doesn't know Cordy anymore. I wrote down his whole fucking speech because it's fantastic. I did too. 
I don't know that we need to read the whole no. thing. We we don't need to to read it in its entirety. But just but know that we both bothered to notate the entire thing. Yeah. So maybe, you know, watch um, the episode or something. His whole point, though, Angel says something about Cordy alluding to the fact that, oh, she's probably off, like, partying and having a good time. And Wesley's like, no, fuck you. You don't know her. She's dealing with this problem that you just fucking walked away from. Mm -hmm. You just walked away from your responsibility and, like, thrust it into her lap. And now she's suffering from that. Mm. But she's too good of a person not to do something about it. Yeah, so much verbal imagery there. I've got a little more. Uh, Wesley proceeds to grab the rims of Angel's anus and stretch that sphincter just a little bit further than even Darla did. And boy, he really lets him have it. You just made me think of a joke. He's blowing on that butthole like a fucking bottle going... Is he crawling in there? <laughs> Is he going to leave like some Snickers wrappers? He opened up that asshole, stepped inside... And he closed the door behind him, Rex. That's what I figured. I mean, that's just what you do. There were Snickers bars everywhere. That's everywhere. <laughs> you don't even know. I do want to read off the very last bit of of his lines here. Please do. Just because the, this one, of all the things he says here, which the whole fucking spiel is just on point thank you by the way i completely forgot about the stepping inside the asshole joke i'm, I'm glad i can help yeah good job but yeah this the spiel ends with him saying you'd have known that if you hadn't had your head firmly up your place that isn't the top of your neck yep <laughs> get your head out your ass angel shit i just really liked that line it was very wesley to me yeah it, it I liked it. The whole episode has these peppered moments of tongue-in-cheek to the point where if they had only done it once, I'd have been like, really, guys, way to fuck up the tone. But since it was throughout, it's kind of like, okay, I mean, they're keeping it light. Yeah. Ish. Well, to me, this whole episode with the way <laughs> it plays out, the writers realized, they're like, guys, we are really fucking this up <laughs> and people aren't liking this show anymore i think we need to figure out where we went wrong and maybe take a big step back and find our roots again and someone was like yeah maybe we need some of that fucking light-hearted banter that we get from these guys and maybe we need angel to just step in and straight up apologize yeah after getting his ass ripped wide open because they just fucking let him have it. Oh, like, God, he doesn't yeah. feel bad enough. I mean, yeah, he deserves it. Who am I kidding? But it's like, can't you tell that he already is beating himself up about it? I personally, I don't have... I usually don't have the heart to kick somebody while they're down. I think he deserves it, though. Unless they really, really, really pissed me off. In I, which case, this qualifies for them. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think he deserves any ire they have to, to throw at him. Absolutely. Never tried to claim that they didn't. Just saying, from a personal standpoint. Yeah. Anyway, no. Angel's spider bat senses tingle a little, and they both hide like scared little uh, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, look, it's just gun. Yeah. 
So Angel takes note that uh, Wesley and Gunn have bonded because they they do a little hand slap five thing, and uh, to which they bitingly respond that fighting shoulder to shoulder will do that. They do that hand slap like special hands handshake thing twice. I was gonna say I I wanted to say like three times. It's only because Wesley was like, "Look, I can do the hand slap with a black man. I'm so proud of myself." You do, you doesn't know that, he was thinking that. Doesn't that mean that I'm cool you now? You fucking know it. I'm definitely cool now. And Gunn's like, sure, man. You Sure. <laughs> no, there was legitimate <laughs> chemistry between oh, the no, characters. Yeah, they, they've they've greatly improved. Uh, yeah, it was it was lovely. Um, there is a great bit here because uh, Gunn asks of Wesley, what's he doing here? Referring to Angel. And Angel replies with, have how he's like oh i saw the host at caritas and he said my friends were in danger and gun just same fucking tone and delivery like practically they had they just used the same fucking recording of his voice says so what's he doing here (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty close great timing on that yeah but like it's I love the attitude. I love the attitude that everyone is just like, no, Angel, we are so done with your shit. Yeah. But he comes and weasels his way right the fuck back in. Yeah. Like a narcissist, but he's not. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think he is anymore. He feels his soul again. Okay, sure. Let's go with that. So they get him up to speed. Gun, yeah. I mean, they get Gun up to speed, and he joins the search for Cordelia. They read her notepad. Quote of the day: Gun says, "You checked her pad." Angel says, "I stopped by there earlier." Gun replies, "You enjoying your little visit to 1973?" I meant her message pad. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. No, my favorite part was that Angel's like, "Well, if you use a pencil and you like rub it, you can find out what she wrote last." And Gun's like, "Or we could just check the carbon." Because it happens to be one of those notepads (laughs) that has extra carbon sheets behind it. Which, in this sort of line of work, makes fucking sense. That's super fucking smart. (laughs) Absolutely. We we close out the scene with a really good line where Angel... Because after they realize that she's going to the Sharps house and everything, Angel's like, guys, does it even make sense that she'd go there with in the middle of the night without calling you either... Or without calling either one of you. And they both respond in tandem. They owe, they owe us, us money. money. Angel jumps on board immediately without question. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> See, he does know Cordelia. He's yes, just he a, does. He's just a couple months behind. Yeah. And may kind of be the cause of a lengthy depressive episode she's having. Well, I mean, Ass. she she's changed, but she's not a fundamentally different person. Yeah, exactly. She's still Cordy at heart. And this is definitely something Cordy would go do. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was noteworthy here that Wesley tells them to, on their way out the door, to grab the deoculation powder from his desk. Yes. <laughs> you know, for deoculating. Yeah. They have a powder for that, Rex. Well, they had to make it for the girl. Oh, for fuck's sake. My favorite part, though, is that he says, get the deoculation powder from my desk. It is the only desk, <laughs> and it is the desk at which they were looking at 
Cordy's notepad as well. And I just like the idea that they all three of them call it their desk. Right. That is funny also. Yeah. But I mean, powder, though, like it's a goddamn rash. I mean... It's a fucking eyeball connected to their brain. They can see out of it. We learned this only momentarily. Yeah, but how else are you going to get rid of a demon eye? (laughs) Some kind of liquid? (laughs) That'll just moisturize it. For dry red eyes. <laughs> Visine is awesome. It is. I heard that once. I think it was on a podcast. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> Cut to Rich Douche House. Yes. Hi, Rich Douche. D- God damn it. <laughs> Hi, Rich Douche House. Revved up even- like a That's- douche. Another runner in the night. So Cordy wakes up to some smug, rapey, third-eyed <laughs> demons. and enjo- Yeah. She enjoys herself just a short moment. Of Before she realizes she can see behind herself. Of existential dread. Way to ruin my punchline. Sorry. As she realizes that no one could possibly know where she is or suspect that anything is wrong. You know, except for literally everybody. Yeah. Especially Lorne, who has zero connection to the powers that be, as he claims, and no daily interaction with Cordelia whatsoever. He does not claim to have zero connection to the powers that be. He claims to not be Angel's connection to the powers that be. Okay, fine. Hey, it might be semantics, but you don't know on specifically what level Lorne's powers work. And maybe that matters. Well, it's extra muddy today because he definitely has no daily interaction with Cordelia whatsoever and still managed to pull that out of his ass just talking to Angel. So since when has he been able to do that? I mean, he can read the future slightly through people's auras. I guess. So yeah, everybody happens to know where Cordelia is, but it is completely reasonable that Cordelia thinks that nobody knows where she is. Yeah, I mean... She might not think of the carbon copy on the notepad. Oh, she certainly didn't. There'll be... I don't know. She's probably just not thinking about it. She's in distress. Yeah, I mean, I think I would be in distress, too, if I had a fucking random eye in the back of my head. Uh, Speaking of, this is also the point where we've now answered the age-old question of whether or not the little girl could see out of the eye. That is an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked me that, and the answer is yes. I do want to note that the little girl apparently did not remember getting impregnated by the demon. Yeah, she didn't that seem to be an experience. She didn't seem traumatized enough at all. Yeah. Oh, well, let's let's not <laughs> dwell on that too much. That's not important. <laughs> I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime, ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we'll be forced to bring her in the light of day. I want that stricken from the record. The place I'm told is not all that healthy for you. Uh, cut to the car, where Gunn seems a little epiphanied off, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Angel seems distracted, but he's sure it's nothing. Oh. Gunn is not amused and has no trust whatsoever that Angel... Won't just fly off the fucking deep end of fuckery on a moment's notice. Quote of the day. From this moment. You want to share it? I'll, I'll read Angels. Oh, okay. The gun says, so you had an epiphany, did you? Yeah. So what? You just wake up and bang? Mm, sort of the other way around. Hey-oh! <laughs> See what he did there? Oh, jeez. 
Oh, jeez. And, you know, I... Gun has every fucking ground to be bitter. Oh, totally. Totally, yeah. And then suddenly a demon jumps on the car. Yeah, now that Angel's gotten his rocks off on a pretty decent dad joke. Yeah, I, that is a pretty... Yeah. <laughs> fucking Skilosh demon jumps into the fucking car. It was like he was riding a parallel train car that nobody noticed. Yeah. I, it was kind of cheesy, honestly. A little bit. Speaking of dumb... <laughs> Did you notice the fake-ass driving background around the car? I didn't, It was clearly identical to the previous driving scene with just Angel and Wesley. And also, in just a moment, they fight the demon for a minute and then they stop the car. Where they stop the car was suspiciously similar, if not identical, to where they stopped and got flanked by those droopy-eyed KFC guy demons a few episodes ago. It was... It definitely was, the same fucking place. Yeah, it's like it's the only street in L.A. that they can get closed <laughs> off to shoot this kind of scene. See, I was thinking it was suspiciously similar to where Angel had to fucking joust that one dude. <laughs> in the, like, trials bullshit. See, I didn't think it looked like that street at all, but I vividly recall the, the one that you're talking about, yeah. And I, me thinks they don't have enough locations. <laughs> yeah, having some location securing trouble, guys. There's pills for that. Anyway, Angel has a somewhat difficult time convincing Gunn and West to just fuck off and let him fight so they can yeah. get to Cordelia faster and unhindered. Um, but after a few moments, Gunn is like, ah, fuck it, and starts driving. Yep. Like, really? I thought you guys would be happy to get rid of Angel. Yeah. I, why not? Yeah. Um, and then so Angel walks up with an axe. He's about to fucking slay some demons. And all of a sudden they scatter. Like frightened doodle doos. Not that I would know what that looks like. Right. And then suddenly, shockingly, Angel gets hit by a truck. An old-ass classic pickup truck driven by Lindsay runs him right the fuck over. And then it backs up into him again just for good measure. Okay. Lindsay does a thing here that I greatly appreciate because there's so many times in so many movies and TV shows where people are trying to run people down with cars Mm -hmm. and they like hit them once and they fucking stop. (laughs) Lindsay, he's like, no, I'm going to keep running you over until there's nothing to run over. Yeah. This this is impressive. (laughs) And this demonstrates a clear understanding this and later it demonstrates Lindsay has a clear understanding of what he's up against. He, oh, God, yeah. He knows he can't stop for a second, or he will get right back up and fuck him right the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. So he backs right up into him again just for good measure. The only line I could think of was, too early for flapjacks? <laughs> <laughs> good Paul. Yeah, I thought so. The uh, same thing your whole <laughs> life. Pick up your feet, stand up straight. Oh, yeah. Don't drive on the railroad tracks. Oh, this is way more before that. Be nice to your sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cut to... The uh, Sharps house. Rich, white, dead people house where Cordelia is. Uh, Gunn and Wesley scope out the situation. They're outside. That's pretty much it. They're on the front lawn. They see Cordy in the living room surrounded by skillosh demons. And uh, they talk about her third eye. Gunn somehow sees that Cordy has three eyes, even though she's facing them. Maybe there's a mirror behind her. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Wes wonders wherever Angel could be. Cut back to the street. 
where he's getting hit by a fucking truck. He is repeatedly, repeatedly continuing to get run over uh, by Lindsay in an old ass pickup truck. (laughs) It's uh, Lindsay's fucking relentless with this goddamn truck, dude. (laughs) I'm like, where the fuck did Andy Griffith come from? There's some kind of time slip going on. I did really like the bit. So in in the moments when Lindsay's like hitting him with the truck, there's this great cut that we get where Angel is like on the road, like next to the gutter Uh and it cuts to the truck, like going towards him. And then it cuts again to where the truck is passing Angel and Angel's like flying into the grass. Yeah. You don't actually see the impact or anything. Yeah. That was clever editing. It was like, it was very much a, Oh, they, they couldn't pay a stuntman again to get hit by the truck. So they, (laughs) they like, they had to add, figure out a way to add more hits without the cost. And my first thought was, Angel, what are you doing running down the street? Get off the fucking street. Right, yeah. I mean, he would just drive right up onto the sidewalk or whatever, but I don't know. It was it was clever editing. We got to give him that. You know, nobody's budget is infinite. Right. So, yeah, he's chasing Angel, uh, runs him down, knocks him over one more time into the gutter. Cut back to the douche house. Yes. Where Wes is rallying gun to go in after Cordy without Angel. <laughs> you know, fuck him after all. And uh, he tries to get out of his wheelchair. At no point during this process does Gunn ever stop to think, maybe it's a bad idea yeah, for maybe, Wesley. Maybe you shouldn't get out of your wheelchair. To be trying to fight in this condition, <laughs> let alone get out of his wheelchair. Wesley goes, we're not going to sit idly by. We're going in there. We're going to save our friend. I say, let's do this. One more thing. What's that? I'm toppling over. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking sitcom, I swear to God. At least it's funny again, man. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. I'm I'm just giving it shit. I know. It's okay. So cut back to the street where Lindsay... Lindsay gets out and holy hog shit, he's gone full redneck. Full redneck? You never go full redneck. He did. Motherfucker's wearing a goddamn wife beater, a flannel, jeans, cowboy boots, and as if the get up in the truck weren't enough, that some bitch goes after Angel with a fucking sledgehammer. Which, by the way, so the look of the sledgehammer is solidly a 20-pound sledge. Mm-hmm. And dude's swinging it around one fucking handed. Well, you know, I think there was some epic physical acting going on here because there's no way that that hammer was actually that heavy. No. But he made it look like it was fairly heavy. Yeah. He but he he managed to make it look like it was definitely a 20 pound sledge. Uh-huh. That he's still managing to fucking swing around one handed. I also buy that Lindsay's in pretty good fucking shape yeah. for a human. Yeah. But the whole thing was pretty fucking epic. I mean, defending Darla's honor like that, demanding to know all of their sexy details. Sounds like toxic monogamy to me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he's just being a possessive little douche. And he's just repeatedly waxed down Angel. Pointedly a possessive little douche over someone he has no possession over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except for the, I gave you life and I can take it away, except he can't. Right. Fucking snap his neck like a twig. (laughs) So he's repeatedly whacking Angel with this sledgehammer. Angel doesn't even drop one bit of blood. Right. And uh, 
after a bit, it seems like he must be really fucking hurting. Oh, yeah. And Lindsay just just keeps yelling and demanding, tell me! (laughs) (laughs) Now Lindsay's the Batman. Lindsay's doing a pretty damn good job of kicking Angel's ass up until the point where he's like, you know what? I'm done with the sledgehammer. I'm going to go grab a steak out of the fucking back of the truck. Well, what really did it is after like the fifth or sixth time of tell me and like 10 goddamn sledge hits, Angel just replies calmly, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, luckily for Angel, it was an impressive ability to say, go fuck yourself without actually saying, go fuck yourself. It really was. (laughs) Um, But yeah, luckily for Angel, Lindsay left his stake in the bed of the truck. Right. The best place. Put it place. in a fucking pocket, for fuck's sake. Yeah, the best place to store your steak. You have a flannel coat. There's at least four pockets in that coat. You know, why would I leave this dangerous pointy stick in the cab of my truck when I have all of this space behind me? <laughs> this is clearly the best plan. And for fuck's sake, he pulled the hammer out of the cab of the truck. Right? Maybe that he he used the only storage space available for a fucking sledgehammer. He he had nowhere else to put the stake. Well, the sledgehammer is a two-slot weapon, you see. That makes sense. And that makes sense. The only extra storage he had on the truck was one storage slot in the bed of the truck. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, perfect sense. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those inventories... They can, be a little, they can be a little overpowered if you yeah. give them too much. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, Angel Celerity's on over to, to Lindsay and beats yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah. Also, luckily <laughs> for Angel, he happens to be the grandchild of the master. Right. If you recall. So, yeah. you know, a few hits with a sledgehammer is kind of like just getting a deep tissue massage. <laughs> He's got the ancient blood. And yeah. so he proceeds to fuck up Lindsay, both physically and emotionally. Yeah. And then uh, smashes his fake hand and then steals his fucking truck. I'm sorry. It, everything he was saying to Lindsay was just fucking brutal. I'm just going <laughs> to rattle him off. He's like, Be my I'm, guest. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I really am. I'm sorry. She'll never love you. I'm sorry. You're going to have to live with that. I'm sorry. I didn't try harder to help you when you came to me. I'm sorry. You made the wrong choice. Lindsay reaches for the stake shatters his fucking hand, which I thought was a rubber, not no, anything pre- shatterable, yeah, I, but okay. Maybe some sort of fucking plastic, I guess, is what I thought, but no, it, sure. it seems to be porcelain or some shit. I mean, it's it's just camera makeup fuckery because well, yeah, he's clearly just wearing a rubber hand over his real hand. Well, yeah. Because I one of my biggest pet peeves is when they stick a hook into somebody, the end of somebody's yeah. sleeve, and it's obviously on the end of their fist because their yeah. arm is noticeably longer than the other. Completely agree. It, I also it hate that. Takes me out of it every fucking time. I'm like, don't do that, guys. Yeah. There's like, there better are... ways to do it. And they do they do it with a simple glove here and it fucking works. Yes. But yeah, he smashes his hand and steals his truck, stole his woman, took his hand from him. His sledgehammer and his truck. You know, it's it's a good thing Lindsay deserves all this shit. Right. And seems to want punishment, but then gets mad when he gets it. Yeah. I don't get this fucking guy. I, I've long since given up trying. Yeah. I, you know, I want to like Lindsay. He seems to have potential. He seems to have hope. But then he just keeps being a prick. 
Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's the real toxic fucking situation right there. Yeah. Judging by your uncomfortableness, I would say you're either about to ask me out on a date or you need a favor. Well, see, the thing about detectives is they have resumes and business licenses and last names. Pop stars and popes, those are the one name guys. Back to the house. Yep, back to the house where, hey, look, demons caught Wesley and Gunn sneaking in the back door. Oh, boy, they sure did. And she's like, oh, my God, you guys came to save me. And they're like, of course we did. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> but we are also caught by demons. Yeah. Sorry, we're <laughs> incompetent. <laughs> I love that one of them catches Wesley as he's falling over. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> and the guy's I like, didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. And then the one guy's like, we must make more or something. I don't know. And they go to impregnate Gunn's head. Yes. But just in the nick of time. Angel crashes through the front wall with a big red Kool-Aid jug filled with the blood of his enemies, all like, oh, yeah. Actually, it's a pickup truck. But then he kills all the demons. It's a pickup truck filled with Kool-Aid? Yeah. Sweet. Delicious. Woo. I'm sure there's not lead in that. There's at least one cup of sugar. (laughs) Anyway, so after they kill all the demons, they use the deoculizing powder. I mean, they really missed an opportunity here. They should have called it deionization powder. Huh? Eh. Huh? Because ionization is actually a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I. I get it. I get it. Ion. Get it. Ization. It's okay. So Angel (laughs) asks Cordy if she's okay, and she's like, no. You're not? No, you really hurt my feelings. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's what he was asking, Cordy. Hey, the look on Angel's face, that cuts deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he gets it from every angle, giggity, in this episode. Yep. Okay, no giggity. There's no giggity there, but there's a giggity there. Yeah. I'm highly inappropriate. Get it? We know. Yeah. Have I not been highly inappropriate this episode? No, you have. I want to say more than usual. You've been doing good. I'm really stepping up my game, I feel like. Yeah, I think you really are. I'm really proud of myself. You you really, you brought the poop jokes. Oh, yeah. Like, you really did. I was was happy with that right out of the gate. You you could say you brought a whole truckload. An old, like... Could you? Truckload. Could you really say that? Yeah. I'm going to let you. Okay. Rex said it, everybody. Yeah. Whole truckload of poop. Speaking of trucks... Uh, cut to the next day where Lindsay returns home to find that he has a smashed truck with a thank you note. How nice. That was so nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes inside to find that Darla and all of her things are missing. Also nice. It also looks like maybe some of Lindsay's shit's missing. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, this girl that I don't own, who's also undead, re-dead, immortal, who doesn't love me, is gone. Whoa, is me. Yeah. It's like, no, that's good news. I, I'm I'm really done feeling emotion. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on getting rid of your freeloading tenant. Yes. Who doesn't care about you at all. Yeah. He's he's a sucker for punishment. And he's a lawyer. He's fine. Yeah. You know, fuck him. He can he can afford plenty of, of hookers and blow. I He'll suspect he has a very special hell waiting for him. Oh yeah. I mean he's already in one. But he's got a specialer one waiting. He is in one of his own choosing. 
Oh yeah. He had a he had an out and he refused to take it. Oh yeah. He deserves everything coming to him. That's true too. Uh we cut to I guess it was the hotel. It took me a second to realize it was like the, the courtyard in the hotel. Oh, I thought maybe it was Kate's house. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was the courtyard. All right. Well, Angel um, and Kate meet up somewhere anyway. Yeah. And they have they have some, honestly, talk about philosophy. Yeah. It was a good conversation. Definitely. Uh, specifically, I don't know if you know this, but they're talking about optimistic nihilism, Josh. Yeah, well, it definitely reminded me a lot of why I'm an atheist. Yeah, I mean, the the whole point that Angel makes to Kate is, uh, he says that there's no great glorious end to all this. If nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. Yeah. And that is the stance of optimistic nihilism. Nihilism being that we're meaningless. Optimistic nihilism is, well, since we're meaningless, the only thing that matters is the meaning we put into it. There it is. Makes perfect sense to me. And it flowed in so naturally because she was like, yeah, I just feel like my life doesn't matter if I'm not part of the police force. And Angel's like, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that a couple steps further. Here we go. And away we go. Yeah. And Uh, uh, yeah, if there is no bigger meaning than the smallest act of kindness is the greatest thing in the world. Yep. Quote of the day from Angel there. And uh, Kate now has faith. In something, she doesn't know what, but she realized, as I noticed earlier, she never invited Angel inside. Yep. And I actually, so this is, this is the last scene with Kate. The last. The last scene. Oh, This is the last time we see her. Killing me, boss. I know. She she got a job on Law and Order. Oh, no. And she, she worked that till 2004. Well, maybe they explain it away at some point on why we never see her again. Maybe. I don't remember. But uh, this is the last scene we get with Kate. And they left it on a good note then. They left it on a good note. I I really like where they left it. Bittersweet. Exactly. Nevertheless. Well, she's she's grateful to be alive. Yeah. The other part, though, that I like it is, and I double check the Wikipedia on this, this is left ambiguous forever. Hmm. They never explain how the fuck Angel got into that apartment. And the two answers are either A, the powers that be let him in. That's my first guess. Or B, she was dead. And he saved her. And he sa- he brought her back to life. With cold water. With cold water. And poor EMT work. Yeah. <laughs> but like... With his either love. One, either one, pretty fucking miraculous. Yeah, true. True. Uh, we do get, I guess, to hear about Kate in like the comic books that came after the shows. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I guess she like becomes some sort of warrior for against supernatural beings and shit. And that's whatnot. good. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. To- well, all right. So yeah, scene with Kate over, and we never see her again. Back to Angel Investigations, I guess. Yeah. New offices. Angel full investigations. No longer, no longer angel less investigations. Well, it's not angel full till after this scene. Well, as soon as he steps into the building, it's full of angel. Well, yeah. Um, that's all I'm. It's a bad, bad pun. You're giving me way too much credit right now, Rex. Fair, fair. (laughs) Anyway, Angel returns to apologize to them, and then 
when Wesley's like, you know what? I don't think we're ready to fucking work for you. Angel's like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready for you to work for me either. How about I work for you instead? But why would you do that? Because he thinks he can do some good. Yeah. And you know what? I think the arrangement sounds promising because obviously left to his own devices, Angel can't trust his own judgment. It was also clearly the only way that he was going to convince them to work with him. Right. Well, more importantly, Cordy's like, no, fuck you. And then has a vision. And then cue one of the most brilliant pieces of subtle writing that they've done in this show. And that is, she has a vision, and Angel catches her. Yep. Do I... you do you recall that from the moment that Angel fired them, pretty much every single time that she has a vision around Gunn and Wesley, nobody catches her, she ends up on the floor? Nope, didn't notice that. They actually, like, planned this out hmm. before, anytime she had a vision, before they got fired, Angel always caught her. And then... After they got fired, yeah. nobody caught her. And then immediately in this scene, Angel catches her. Well, that's because Angel has celerity. Yeah. And Wes can't walk. And Gunn, I guess, is just too slow. Angel pays attention. Yeah. He pays attention to the people that are around him. Mm-hmm. Was the vision something of relevance? I don't recall no, the vision not, at all. Not, not really. I think it's... I think it was just to him. a potential monster of the week sort of circumstance. Sure. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. That's why I didn't write anything down about it. But it yeah. is important that he catches her and it's a little ah moment. And then they're all back on board. Hooray. Get in the car, losers. We're going back to the hotel. Yeah. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. You've got something here. How'd you feel about this episode? I mean, compared to all the other episodes we've been watching, <laughs> I think it was pretty good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think it resolved the uh, the two parter pretty well. Yep, didn't uh, really let us down too much. I mean. The what are those fucking demons called? The key skilosh demons. Yeah, the skilosh. They kind of sucked, and the eye was gross. You know, don't really yeah. get into that kind of shit. But whatever, it was a background thing. But everything else was was really well written and well played out and uh, well done. Yeah, the, uh, the nihilistic philosophy I really enjoyed. I was like, hey, that's why I'm an atheist, and. Uh, the thing that happened with Darla, I'm like, hey, I've felt like that before with an ex-girlfriend. He's really, uh, I really empathize with him here. We, we've we had so many moments over and over again where it's like, oh, maybe we're getting back to, you know, good episodes. But this is the first one that truly feels like it. Yeah. Angel seems like he's back to himself. Yeah. He's got some he's got a sense of humor again. Yeah. And I found this legitimately entertaining and more importantly, I think the biggest tell is I didn't have to really stretch for quotes to write down. I felt like I was having to stretch at first, but then they started to fall in. Yeah. Once once the fucking group got together, 
once they were interacting with each other and we got some of that fucking classic banter again. Yeah. Oh, it was super easy to pull quotes. There's definitely a few. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, maybe there's something you can clear up for me, or at the very least, maybe I've already answered this question and totally forgot, but I at least want to hear your take on it. So in the very beginning, in his conversation, with, in Angel's conversation with Darla, he keeps saying, you saved me. I tried to save you, but I couldn't. In what regard do you think he is referring to her saving him? How did she save him? Was it by having sex with him in his time of need? No, I. what I think it was. So in, in that scene, he mentions that it wasn't perfect happiness that he got out of it. It was perfect despair. Like he, he was at rock bottom and choosing to sleep with her was just a sign that he was truly at as rock bottom as he can get. Okay. And, but more importantly, my take is that it showed him the truth of the matter where like him, he's not going to get anywhere trying to be a badass loner. Yeah. And he's not like breaking quote, breaking the rules to like get at the fucking lawyers and shit isn't going to fucking accomplish anything because he's, you know, he doesn't have the fucking support to accomplish anything. And I think mostly this was just kind of an, uh, an accumulation of all the shit plus having to go down the elevator with Holland the way he did Mm -hmm. and learning that like, no, everyone is just shit. The world is shit. It's all meaningless. I think it was just kind of the cherry on the top was Darla being there. And then when, after having sex with her, nothing came of it. I think that was no pun intended. Right. (laughs) But I think that was the moment where he's like, okay, this doesn't actually matter. None of this matters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. Anyone can see. Because I, I think mostly it's not like she did anything to actually save him. She was just representative of the moment. And her being there helped him realize the epiphany. Yeah. No, I, I didn't get. I didn't think it was something that she actively did so much as something that she actively didn't do. Right. Mostly I. I think it all just comes down to she was representative of how rock bottom he could get and then still not get anything for it. And because the whole fucking series of episodes that led to this was him going deeper into darkness to try and accomplish something. And then, you know, he realized it didn't accomplish anything. I kind of feel like he realized, wow, you were the one making me miserable all along from Kinda, the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. There's a little sense of that anyway. Yeah, I think you got something with that. Definitely. I don't know. Because, it. I mean, it became clear that it, it was just closure. Yeah. That's all it was. So I just couldn't really... I mean, that's that's no small thing. That's something that you can chase for years and... You just got to wait for it to come to you. It's yeah. You can't actively grab it. Uh, it's like trying to focus on a floater in your eye. One of, the, one of the worst things about that, the absolute worst things, is that generally speaking, when you finally get it, it feels completely pointless. 
I disagree. See, for for me, by the time when I fucking finally hit the moment where I feel like there's closure on it, I've moved on enough to where like it doesn't matter as much. Oh no, I've experienced several moments of where it felt like suddenly, very suddenly, like in a moment, weights fell off of my shoulders. Hmm. And it was lasting. Well, you've got that on me then. I've never really experienced that. Well, I mean, that's okay. As long as you're still uh, experiencing relief in some way, shape or form from past painful relationships, you know? That's have, what's important. I have this very uh, impressive ab- ability to forget shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just kind of lean into it sometimes. <laughs> I was starting to think, well, maybe you just have a very pro- uh, healthy processing method, and you just completely reversed that. <laughs> no, I mean, I do. I do have a healthy processing method. I have to with what I bullshit i, I just with. repress things completely no, it, and it's, utterly it's yeah. not repression <laughs> it's not repression there there is a difference between repression and like allowing your brain to just let it go okay um, i just it's it's part of the adhd and attentiveness if i actively file something into unimportant enough my brain will go oh that's unemployed unimportant delete and then it deletes it for me. And then, you know, I can just not think about it. And I don't dwell on things. Wow. I'm also not the sort of person who can dwell on things. Like, I don't, I'm not a worrier. So. Okay. That that might be the difference as well. All right. Now you frighten me because <laughs> that sounded a little too much like uh, Gladys deleting Carolyn at the end <laughs> of Portal 2. I hope I didn't just ruin that for anybody. No. Um, it's not like that. God. <laughs> no, I I make the conscious choice of that. I know what you meant. I'm, right. I just make the conscious choice that it's unimportant, and my brain kind of rewards me with that by letting it kind of slip into the, un, the inattentiveness. I'm glad you're able to do that. I hope it's an actual method of processing. Who knows? Do you have a quote of the day? I do. And I'm giving it to fucking Lorne because God, he's just saying what we, what we all are saying. Damn right. And that is, you know, I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say, if all you're going to do is switch back to brood mode, we'd rather have you evil. Indeed. Speaking (laughs) for everyone. What's your quote of the day, Josh? Runner up because it's really good shit. And like meaningful or (laughs) not meaningful or something. (laughs) Yeah. Angel says, if there is no bigger meaning then the smallest act of kindness is the greatest thing in the world, which is only a snippet. It's not the whole line. Yeah. But that was the part that really grabbed me. Really liked that. But that's not my actual quote of the day. What's your actual quote of the day? Well, because I'm a ridiculous, lewd, highly inappropriate individual, (laughs) I'm going with uh, Angel's response to Gun when Gun says, so what, you just wake up and bang? Well, it was sort of the other way around. Yeah. Because he just had that shit-eating grin on his face. He knew what Gun meant, and he didn't care. Oh, And And I appreciate that. It it especially encapsulates that, oh, he's back. Yeah. 
We got banter again, he's, man. He's not we got on, banter again. He's not only back, he's back and he's a little bit happier than he ever was. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's finally moved on past this fucking Darla thing. It's great. I'm so fucking happy that maybe, maybe the next episode will be a good one. Yeah. Like th- this wasn't bad, but like, it didn't feel as good because of the whole time I'm like, oh, about time. Like, <laughs> I, w- I want an episode where I, I truly feel like it's a good Angel episode. Like it's through. back, yeah. back. And exactly. like we don't. Well, you know, don't get your hopes up. Exactly. So this has been another episode of Ale with Angel, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you want to buy some of our ridiculous shit um, or not ridiculous shit because it's really cool like us with with our logo on it. We have t-shirts and tank tops and uh, wallets. Do we have wallets? Uh, no wallets that I know of. Uh, coffee mugs, stickers, uh, tote bag, water bottle. Water bottle? Yeah, it's, it's um, a stainless steel water bottle. There you go. Stay hydrated. Goddamn. Good or, plan. You know, it's a hot summer. You could also put booze in it and drink it in secret. I like that idea, even though uh, we are not recommending that you do that but you no, could in fact you do could that do it. that is all we are saying so uh <laughs> if you want to do that <laughs> go on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com slash shop if you want to just throw your money right out the window and into our and directly into our bright shining little faces not that we're staring out of your windows. I honestly thought you were going to go with gaping holes. Uh, right into our gaping holes. <laughs> <laughs> that was two. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash beer with Buffy. And uh, you can donate to us for all of the wonderful, wonderful, highly inappropriate entertainment that we give you on a regular basis. And uh, the best thing you can do for us if you want to support us, this one's for free. Review us on iTunes. It automatically enters you into a contest. As soon as we get to 75 reviews, we're going to give away another goddamn hoodie, and it's going to be amazing. And as always, message us with your review, and we will give you a free sticker. Free stickers, also a thing. If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Same thing, except with a phone number. You can leave us a voicemail or text us at 269-743-0783. Big shout out to JJ Treadway for all of our closing, opening, and transitional music, and sometimes themes that sound like cats. I might have to start paying him to stop making that shit. Good luck. (laughs) This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. Have a good night. Keanu Speed, Rex. Rex Speed with you. Fuck you. He's too nice for that. He's too nice for that. Whoa.
done why are we watching this 